Dale, it is good to be here. Welcome to Effective Heart Change. How are you today? I'm well. It's a little brisk, but it isn't cold brisk. It's just windy brisk. But sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. You know, it's actually December. Well, so you got a we're, point there. We're, you know, we're, we're doing quite well. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, this has been a quick, slow year. A quick, slow year. Uh, well, it, it's it, with, with all the COVID stuff, you know, there, there's so many restrictions on everything, and yet we're already in December, so... Well, I think that's part of getting older, or is that just the craziness <laughs> of life right now? Easy for you to talk about getting older. <laughs> I, was, I was including myself. Oh, were you? I okay. Was, was. Well, as long as you're alone for the ride, that's all that matters. <laughs> we, we, are, we are both getting older. Yeah, yeah. Well, today we are talking about the King's Release. It's a part of the Let It Go series, and you're going to see that today because we're going to look back to the previous series, which was the Let It Go, and the King's Seat, which is this current series. It's a shorter part, but it talks about how people who are leaders, people who are influencers, forgiveness looks different for them. It feels different for them. So that's what this series is about, the King's Seat. Today we're going to talk about the King's Release. Part of the Let It Go process is just handing it off to God, getting it transferred over to God. And for a person who's broken, for a person who's been a victim, been abused, that looks one way. But for a person who sits in the king's seat and is an influencer, handing it off to God just looks different. It's got to be for the king, uh, and truthfully for everybody, but especially for the king, uh, difficult to hand things off because he's used to being in the king's seat, and and uh, a hard choice to make because uh, it, it just goes against uh, his nature. In this segment, I want to go back directly to what we talked about in the Let It Go series which the two greatest hindrances to handing it off, number one is faith in self, and number two is a lack of faith in God. And especially in that series, we talked about faith in God to be a judge, and we talked about uh, Jonah and Nineveh and a lot of different topics. So if you want a good review, go back and listen to some of the previous series because it'll, it'll help review some of the things about the process. And we won't go as deep in this series, but we're going to be talking specifically about the king's release. What does it look like for a king, for those of us who are influencers or power people or competency people? How do we let go of that sort of a thing? And it does look a little bit different. It's a little bit unique in the king's seat. I, I would offer that uh, uh, going back on, on a kind of regular basis is a good way to absorb the material. Uh, you can do each one individually, but, but uh, you build one on another, and, and so there's a, a progression there. I'm, I've been writing to a gentleman that uh, is incarcerated, 
And uh, it's been interesting because a lot of the things that we've talked about, I only wish that he could see the programs and, and, and have them at his disposal. That's not possible when you're in jail. Actually, it's interesting. I have a program that's in contact with me who's asking to get our material on DVDs for the sake of call-outs because of that very reason. That's awesome because uh, it would be the it's he's more regular as at, at writing than I am writing letters. I used to be real good about that, but I. I'm not as much anymore, and and he's got a lot of time on his hands, and and it would be nice uh, to have that uh, material available to to inmates. Uh, who who knows what what that the possibilities are with that? It is amazing, and frankly, that's part of my heartbeat for the entire Effective Heart Change program. Mm -hmm. I've immersed my life working with broken, dysfunctional addicts, the hard cases. And so to take what I've learned, what we've learned through the years, and to be able to share it with other people, that's part of my heartbeat in this. And so I am kind of excited about this potential opportunity to reach into the prisons and who knows where else we can reach. And and frankly, that goes back to our listeners being willing to share, hey, I'm getting something significant out of this material. Well, I'm glad I mentioned that because I, I'm excited to hear that because uh, I felt frustration just in this initial exposure to trying to communicate. And, and uh, he talks about how in the moment it just looks so hopeless. And, and uh, I've been places... In, and that's one of the things he asked the last time. He's told me about himself, and he wants to know more about me. So <laughs> anyway, I'm excited about that, but we need to get back to the king. Back to the king. They're no different. A lot of times they think they are, but they're no different. The number one thing that hinders the handoff is faith and self. So if you go back to a knowledge and competency person, which is one of the things we, we talked about, the three kings. Uh, I go back to the caregiver. You, if you start looking at this, and, and then the last one's the justice person, these are the three kings that we reviewed. Think about especially the knowledge and competency person. It's like, well, I know how to do this. I, or, or the caregiver. It's like, no, this is my responsibility. The justice person of, no, I, I can't forgive until I see this person follow through with this stuff. If you notice in every one of those cases, there's a faith in self. And the number one thing that is absolutely the hindrance that will shut down the ability to hand it off to God, it is faith in self. So it sounds like to me that's a head knowledge. And in their mind, uh, they have control on things. And so there's no—that's uh, hard to give up. And this sounds more like— it. it has to be a heart thing that you have to realize that you're not as hot <laughs> as you think you are. Last time I jumped in and gave a little bit more of an autobiographical feel because I am that influencer. I mean, that's my heartbeat. It's my heartbeat is is to share knowledge and to be able to impact. And 
So I really can relate to this particular area. And the number one thing that I would say goes back to, I had to understand what I don't know. That's, mean, a, that, that's a great point. And I love working with addicts from that standpoint because I'm reminded every day that I don't know how to say what I need to say. I don't necessarily even know what to say, and I sure don't know when to say it, and I'm dealing with a specific individual. Once I understand just the miraculous, complex nature of human beings, and I'm going to stand over here and really feel like I've learned my stuff and have answers for you without guidance from God, without some kind of input from the divine, I'm a total fool if that's what I'm believing. But what happens with the knowledge and competency person? We look back and we glean from all of this period of time, and we're pulling all of this together, and our brain starts racing, and okay, what can I say, and how can I say it? And you get all of that stuff going together. All of that amounts to faith in self. <laughs> I hear you saying, uh, I haven't done that, so I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know that? Well, you did, you haven't you haven't dabbled in 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 drugs uh, in in alcohol to excess in any of those things that people do get hung up on uh, and and so you you have to learn the languages it would be like trying to learn a new new language to speak this morning in class it was interesting someone brought up the idea of if if you're sharing something that's deep and meaningful to you and I say, oh, yes, I know. I know almost always comes across as demeaning. It comes across as belittling. It's like, well, your experience is no different than mine. And every one of us as human beings have that sense of I am unique, I am special. And that's what I was just talking about. Every human being is that unique. Every human being is that special. So when I come in as a knowledge, a competency person, an influencer, a caregiver, e even as a justice person, and I understand what you need to get better, let me explain that to you. And I have even a hint of that attitude about me. First of all, I'm going to send a message to you that's offensive, okay? And we've covered that in the previous programs. But even more so, if that's where I am and if I have any hint of that, what are the chances that I'm going to have the wisdom and the surrender and the submission to really hand this thing off to God and say, God, you know better than I know? You bring up a great point there because I, one of the things somewhere along the line that I was fortunate enough to, to learn was that everyone is unique, and they, they believe that. Deep down in our hearts, we're convinced of that, but... Uh, at the same time, in thinking that, and I express something, I don't think you're you're in the same place. So, so I've got this. I'm unique, and and yet uh, I expect whatever I put out uh, that you you can see it exactly as I see it. Uh, that that when I express it, I do it so well because I have it down, uh, that, that you've got the exact picture. But at the same time, I believe that I'm absolutely unique. So how could I 
I have both of those things at one time. Again, God has principles. He has his word. There, there are all kinds of things that you can get your hands on, that you can depend on. I, I wouldn't be here trying to teach if there weren't things that you can learn, that we can grow from, that will help you have insights into people. And all of that background, all of that information does make it more likely that you'll be able to see people, work with people. So I'm not throwing out the value of that. I value that at a high level. But here's what I am saying. Every human being is absolutely unique at such a level that unless God helps you see them, unless God gives you an insight, your ability to absolutely relate to that person or speak the right words the right way, the right time, it's just not going to be there. You know, what, what is it? Every even a blind squirrel finds a a nut (laughs) now and then. Well, you know, I mean, if you've studied this stuff, you might stumble across the right thing and you might have a breakthrough, but how much better to get it surrendered to God? And again, we talked about this in the last series, go back to it, but you're not going to be able to hear from God well unless or until it is fully surrendered to God. If it's not fully surrendered, I'm back here in the same place. What is, what is that place? That place is I'm back here in the place of, okay, my brain, it's working really hard. It's thinking really fast. I'm going to come up with a solution. I'm not listening when I'm in that place. It's faith in self. And there's only one place that's truly effective, and that's to have those ears open to God, to be led by God. That becomes really powerful in the healing process. Well, after all, he is the creator. He, he's the only one that knows all the potential that he has placed within you. And, and uh, that, that uh, when we, we say, st- just, I'll be, I'll be back in a minute, but I can handle this one. Uh, that's, that's the biggest blunder that we can make because he knows. Uh, the, the word principle came up yesterday, and, and uh, the, the principle that's a, that's a point of uh, this is the main thing, that's one way of looking at it, and the principle like in a, in a school, he's both of those. He is the principle creator of all things, including us, and, and, but he is the upholder of all principle because he does it perfectly. Let's jump from that to point two, which is faith in self is number one that really stops us from handing it off to God. Lack of faith in God, lack of faith in God as the principle, as God as the judge, God as the ruler. Lack of faith is the other thing, because if you go back to Jonah, Jonah believed that God was merciful and would not judge. Therefore, he did not want to preach to these people because if they repented, God would no longer judge them. So because he had a view of God being a merciful God, he did not have confidence in God to be the leader and to handle the thing. Well, again, that happens so often. You go to the justice person especially. I'm not willing to forgive until this person does restitution, until I see that behavior. There's no confidence in a sovereign God at that point. I'm taking that back in, and I'm doing that partially because I don't believe in God as judge, God as sovereign, 
So there's there's a unbelief there toward God. And we're putting us uh, ourselves in God's place, uh, thinking that God can't and won't uh, give them what they deserve. And we're the only ones that really have an idea uh, how much they deserve to be punished. And, and the truth of the matter is, people go to their graves and not satisfied with that and to their detriment. Again, let me go back to what I said just a few minutes ago. The most powerful thing is when we begin to hear from God. I don't know what to do. I don't know when to do it. I don't know how to do it. If I have confidence in me, I'm not going to get to that point of the handoff where I really can hear from God, be led by God, be energized by God, receive the healing of God. We'll talk about that more in in the next segment. Same thing. If I don't have that faith in God, if I'm not looking there, if I'm looking to self and what I can do, I'm not in that receiving phase. If I'm not in that receiving phase, I'm not walking in power. I'm not walking in life. I'm not walking in healing. Uh, I'm thinking of myself as the Messiah, and I'm losing the most powerful thing I have to offer, which is that connection with God, drinking in life, drinking in strength, and simply handing to you what I've already received. You're not walking, you're stuck. (laughs) You're stuck, that's good. (laughs) Stuck's not a good place. We've explored this first segment, the idea of lack, you know, faith in self and lack of faith in God as a huge hindrance for the King's Seat people. We'll move into the next segment where we're talking about the character and what character has to do with this whole process, but let's take a break and have a few questions first. We're talking about the king's release, and what's so vital here to understand is that as kings, we tend to be influencers, or it's like, wow, I, I want to have an impact on this person or situation. And as we talked about in the last segment, me letting go of that is a big deal. Well, the next part of this, what does the pain look like? Let's go back to, and especially the caregiver. For a caregiver, the pain looks like betrayal. Now, think of that. Betrayal, forgiveness, they don't really go together. If you go back the knowledge and competency person, we talked about judgment slides into a critical spirit. A lot of times what happens, the, the pain doesn't look like something you would normally think of as being forgiveness, but it clearly is something we need to let go of. And frankly, to generalize it and to get it to a point where all of this kind of works together, the second response that we see is, as King Seat people, we want to be influencers, so we get offended, we get hurt, there is pain when the people we're working with don't respond to us. So let's just flip that one completely on its head. If you're going to get to a point of release, one of the most powerful truths is to understand people really aren't responding to you. A person is going to respond according to his character, according to his nature. This one truth may be the most 
powerful truth. Everyone responds according to their own character, their own nature, may be the most significant truth a king's seat person needs to get a hold of in order to hand things off to God. That was what I was thinking. You've got to take a hold of it before you can let it go. Go to sports. As a quarterback, I, I threw the ball a lot better than I ran, and I, you could tie me with a stopwatch uh, and be wasting your time. But I knew that I could take that ball and give it to someone else but I had to have it first to get there. And, and that's maybe a weird look at it. But, but you have to take possession of what your failing is to be able to let go of it. And again, for the king's seat, mostly that failing is influencer. I believe I can have an impact. Let's go back to me. I'm part of my personality is what I would call that coach personality. Well, as a coach personality, as a personal life coach type of a person, I need you to respond to feel good about me. I've got to let go of that. And generally, the response, when I don't get the response I want, it's kind of like, are you dumb or what? I mean, it seems obvious to, uh, to a person that is in the king's seat, but it isn't obvious to that person. But then uh, that, quote, rejection feeling uh, takes you uh, eventually takes you back into taking a look at inside you instead of inside them. I had a person a few years ago really took me to task because, again, with the knowledge, with the insight that I have, you could be a great manipulator if you chose to be. And so he was taking me to task that just saying, well, you know, you just do this because you're able to control people and you're able to, to do all of that. You're a control freak. Yeah, freak. Right. And I had to take a big step back at that point, and I do that when people say things to me like that, and take a good look and say, okay, what's going on in my character? And I had to actually admit there was a lot of truth there because I'm like that until I got a hold of that truth that everyone responds according to their character. I needed people to respond to my coaching. I needed them to hear me, and there was a deep need there. And even though, you know, at an intellectual level, I could argue with him, say, no, look at where I've laid my life down here, and I've done this, and I am not responding that way. But I had to step back and take a look at me, my character. Before we get to their character, and they're responding to their character and nature, my character has a lot of selfishness in it. I have a lot of anxiety. I have a lot of insecurity. That's part of the fall. That's part of our fallen nature. So I have that going on inside of me. So of course, I'm going to want and need other people to respond in a certain way. That's kind of hard to admit, to look at that. And then here's what's even harder. What's even harder is to admit that you're blind to it. You can't see when it's happening. You can't see when it's not happening. So how do I even fix it for an influencer to really get to that place of humility of knowing that my character is able to take these king seat areas, these king seat talents, and turn them into something perverse very quickly and very easily? That's kind of hard to swallow, but I have to look at my character as well as the character of the other person and know that 
there, that inner character is doing a lot of driving of things here. You both have work to do. Hell, we both have work and, to and, do. And for me, uh, that is so important. Uh, when, when I sense that, like uh, in the king's seat that we're talking about, that what I'm offering uh, isn't being received as I think it should be, that, that the, first, the first response is to think, well, that, prob that problem is on the other seat, not in mine. But having experienced it enough, I now realize that what's over there is what's in here too. I'm no better than anybody else as far as being blind to things. All of us are. And, and when you have that as a base, uh, it doesn't matter what seat you're in, uh, you're in a better position. I go back to two words that are very important, and that is message and trust. As long as I believe in my character, we're back into the last one, faith and self again. As long as I believe in my character, and I believe I really am altruistic, and I, I am benevolent, I am loving, I am caring, I'm not going to hear the parts of my message that are sick. And, and when I've got those sick parts of my message going on, and I haven't learned what I talked about in the last segment, where I absolutely know that I don't know unless God shows up, there's going to be that arrogance. There's going to be that manipulation and control. All of that stuff's going to be going on, and I'm going to be blind to it the entire time. So the message isn't good. Trust isn't being developed. I'm getting bad results. And the whole time, I'm blaming the other guy. Now, how does that go for the king's release? I've, uh, here comes the music stuff again. Uh, Mac Davis did a song, and it's, Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. And uh, that plays in my head every once in a while. When I, when I get a little uppity and, and think, boy, that's, how can they not see that? And, 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 and <laughs> I, I stop and I chuckle to myself. And uh, the, the realization is that uh, I'm the one that's in error and not them. And I, again, I love having spent the time with addicts and being in that place where it came full into my face mm -hmm. because when I started the Omega Project and I was looking at that, that was part of my goal, if you will. It's like, okay, if this stuff doesn't work in real life, I need to know that it doesn't work in real life and I need to figure it out. And it wasn't so much that the ideas were wrong when I started. But it, it was this area, it was this spiritual area I absolutely needed to see my weakness. There's the beauty of it. Uh, when you recognize the material, it's not the material that's wrong, it's the attitude that's wrong. Uh, and, and the material will advance because you're opening up to more input from, from the source, uh, the, the source that we're, of the need. Uh, is showing you things that you weren't, uh, you didn't experience personally, but but the combination of of the the material that you've developed over years and the thinking processes that you've gone, there's not that's not wrong. It's the presentation. It's it's the inclusion that was missing. What I have found is that this character piece is so huge. 
instead of me being offended by you and who you are, but actually being able to step back and breathe. You know, do you realize how freeing that is to suddenly be able to go, I'm not responsible for that guy's behavior. I'm just responsible for me. And then the responsible for me, that's a little bit harder yeah. because then it's like, oh, wow, I, I can be selfish. I can need people to respond to me. But when I get there and this character piece grows and I begin to understand it and I see for what it is, again, all of this helps me to live life in a completely different way where I can start handing things off to God. Phrase comes from childhood, practice what you preach. Uh, if, 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 if you're going to be someone in the king's seat and, and you're talking about taking in things that you need, you need to be taking things in that you need, uh, not just the other person. It works both ways. And character matters. To whom much is given, much is required. So if the king's going to sit in that seat, please be a man of God. Be that person with humility. Love those that you are serving. What did Jesus say? The greatest of all is the servant of all. So if I actually sit in the king's seat, I have a greater calling. I have a greater need to walk in humility. And if I have that power, if I really have the ability to make decisions, which sometimes people in King's Seat actually have that, sometimes they just think they do. Sometimes they actually have that. I'm all the more responsible to do it with humility, to hear the voice of God. And these are so important to get these traits pulled in. That's how I get to a place of being ready to hand off. It's, it's kind of an awful, and I mean that in the greatness side, but I also mean that in the scary side. I'm going to be held accountable. If I sit in the king's seat, I'm going to be held accountable. I'm going to be judged by God. That humility piece is so powerful. Yes, I want to hand this off. Yes, I want to hear from God. These are the kinds of ways we need to react. Well, to whom much is given, much is expected. Let's take a quick break and review this character area and how it impacts our ability to hand off, to release the king's release, to get that handed off to God, and then we'll finish up with one final area. Let's jump into the last segment, which I'm simply going to call heart change. And this is really important because the justice person really works here. The justice person needs to see a response in the other person. The caregiver many times needs to see a response in the other person. As long as you need to see a response in the other person, you're missing the most important thing. Because many times it's not even the response. I have a lot of times when I'm working with people that failure is actually a good thing. That is a response. <laughs> yeah, well, it is a response. But I'm working with them, and so here I am playing coach, and, and I'm working hard, and they do the exact opposite of what I want them to do. Many times, until they do that, until there's kind of a loud wake-up call, they're not going to get better. 
when you change the way you think about this, and heart change becomes the goal. Heart change is the new mentality. Well, I have to start in the right place, which is me. So until I hand this thing off to God, I absolutely know that I can't be who God wants me to be. I can't hear from God. I can't receive from God. I can't walk in love. I can't walk in life. So the first heart change that needs to happen has nothing to do with the other guy, nothing to do with the person I'm offended at or hurt by. Of course, you know, king seat people don't get offended. They just need revenge or they, they, they're just critical or they're just I'll judgmental or like whatever. A, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll squish <laughs> you like a bug. But whatever response you want to call it, the let it go response that you need, we look at other people and we allow their responses to justify us staying in the king seat. If you stay in the king seat, you will not get heart change. Well, if you have the sense that you are in the king seat, they're doing, they're answering from what they know. And so it's a different seat. And, and that, that look back at yourself, uh, that's where that's going to come from. So I see that that's a positive in the sense that you're going to benefit from what you're able to make of that lack of response. That failure, quote, is really no failure. It's an opportunity for you to go a little deeper. Oh, absolutely. There is no time that you can better communicate a message of I'm here for you, I love you, I accept you, than through a time of failure. How would you say that to that person when, when they don't respond the way? That's, to me, that's really important what you give back to them. For me, what I try to do, I try to see it through the lens of yeah. heart change. So I'm looking at that person, and sometimes that person actually needs a little bit of what I call piling on. Sometimes that person really isn't dealing with life. They're not repenting. They're not going where they need to go. And truth is the best influencer. Again, you've got to be sensitive to God, and you've got to know and understand. And occasionally, that's where I go. I did say, notice, occasionally. The vast majority of the time, what they need is not truth. The vast majority of the time, what they actually need during that period of time is, I still love you. I still accept you. I still believe in you. This is not who God created you to be. This is a product of the fall. This is a product of the bad decisions that you've made through the years, and you still have the tendency to do those. You talk them through that kind of process get them back in touch with who God created them to be. This is the message of heart change. So what I'm hearing is that a real, a real step forward is many times, perhaps, because there's a stall, there's a, there's a stalemate, so to speak. And, and if you come on strong and and really sp speak and it sounded what you did what you said sounded like you were kind of really putting it on them uh if if you come across that way i th i think uh in in a lot of cases that's going to that's going to destroy whatever connection they ever uh, had with you uh 
and what would be uh, seem to be a, a way of approach is, and and I've heard you say this, we need to put that on hold, and and uh, uh, you might suggest something that that they they actually consider working on, and and you'll you make the commitment that I'm going to I'm going to think about this, and and we'll get back to this. And in a, at a little later time. That's 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 one possibility, in in when you haven't connected, that that allows them. You're not coming down on them, uh, and and you're also giving yourself time to step back and look inside yourself, and then consider what they're thinking. As I'm listening to you, the word that I'm hearing is powerlessness. Many times, as again, King Seat people, we want to be able to affect that heart change. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to make it happen. I gave you two alternatives, and you're right. Alternative number one, I do some confrontation. And again, if, I've, if I have forgiven, if I've heard from God, if I'm flowing in the Spirit, there's times when that works. Number two, what did I talk about? I talked about unconditional love and just pouring that out on them and, okay, I don't know which to do, I don't know when to do, I don't know how to do, but you, again, rightly brought up a third alternative, which there are times when it's not time, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to do it. That is a huge part of the transfer of the king. For the king to really hand this off to God, he's got to go through that. I don't know what to say. I don't know when to say it. I don't know how to say it. Getting to that point, we're kind of rehashing back to the first segment where there's confidence in self here, but this is how it plays out on the practical scheme of I'm in the middle of that situation and I put up, shut up, and wait. And that word wait is incredibly important. If I can't do the wait piece, I'm probably not doing the handoff piece. I'm, I'm reminded of uh, the old days of detente. Uh, that's hands off. Uh, and I think there's a time for hands off in, in, a, in a, every relationship, marriage, in friendship, in, in team sports. And, and you can go anywhere. And there's a time that both parties need to just step back. And in that process, it's a step back, but it's progress. It takes time. One of the things, a lot of times people look at the spirit realm and they want it to be instantaneous. They want it to be right here. They want it to be right now. Many times, in order to do the handoff to God, you've got to sit there and simmer in it a little bit. You've got to soak in your helplessness. You've got to soak in your powerlessness and understand that. And so it's, it's not all active at that point. One of the things there that is important is there is a time element, and that's not just true with God. That's true with people as you're interacting with them in the forgiveness process. This slow it down and wait. Excellent point that, that you're making. Ecclesiastes. There's a time and a place for everything. Time to speak up and a time to shut up. That's not Ecclesiastes, but that's that, a Yeah, the, the, last, the last part's our translation there. <laughs> we, we, we will not give the Bible uh, uh, that, that translation. 
There's one final point that I want to make in this area, and that's the handoff, take it back. I want you to think about that, and I think it fits well within this whole heart change area because if I really understand heart change, I know that I can't do it. In the words of Paul, I can sow or I can water, but it's God who gives the increase. Ultimately, it's God. It's a God mm-hmm. transfer into the life of the other person that's going to make, the, make that heart change. Too often, people aren't able to get there because I handed this off, I forgave, but then I just couldn't handle it, so I took it back. Well, why did you take it back? It comes back to confidence in self again. It comes back to me not understanding the role of God in this whole process and really staying in that place. If you're taking things back, I have a question for you. Did you ever really surrender it in the first place? Well, we have a, we have a lack of confidence in God if we're taking it back. And, and we waffle. Uh, I dare say that there hasn't ever been a human being that hasn't waffled in in the process of uh, addressing God. That, yeah, I'm all in, God, and then I'm uh, sort of in, and then I'm 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 out, and and then I'm all in, God, and so uh, <laughs> it's it's not only. Uh, do we have the confidence in ourselves? We we take the confidence that we say we have away from God, and then try to give it back or or, or not. But it's a back and forth thing, and so uh, that be- behooves us to be vigilant, to uh, be sensitive to the fact that we have handed something off to Him, and and the reality is now we want to take it back. Your first point about waiting, your second point about waffling, what's interesting is time is really what cures that. I can have that momentary impulse where I'm going to trust God and hand it off to God. It really hasn't had time to soak in. It really hasn't had the time to do its work yet. So if I do that waiting and I prolong that, and I hand it off to God, and I want to take it back, and I can't take it back. Time's what's going to cure that. Hanging in there, staying in there, staying in Christ, staying consistent over a period of time, all of that is unbelievably important in terms of getting this handoff done. I've got to get to that point of just being quiet and still before God. When I hit that place of stillness, I don't need others to change. I don't have to have the right word. I don't have to have the right influence. But I can be still and quiet before God. Then I know that I'm, I'm doing well. I'm making progress in this area of the king's release, getting it handed off to God. And confidence in anything is a matter of the time spent in company with whatever that is, and especially God. Because uh, God is, it seems so far away, and yet He promises that He's in us, with us, that not having that palpable, touchable uh, thing uh, in a physical sense, it's, it's hard. It, 
It takes a commitment of time and presence to gain confidence. Well, I want to thank you for committing the time and hanging in there with us and really learning. I believe that it will make a difference in your walk. It'll help you get these things handed off. And if you're getting it handed off and you're receiving from God, it'll be incredibly powerful. Speaking of which, the next segment is going to talk about the king seat person and doing that receiving. That's where you get heart change. I want to challenge you. Effective heart change. Get it. Keep learning. Keep growing. And hopefully we'll see you next time on Effective Heart Change.